0: Hey folks, I'm Jason. And I'm Eric. I teach people how to raise livestock on the land.
1: And I teach people the Bible.
0: I play a little banjo.
1: And I play bass.
0: I'm a passionate bow hunter.
1: And I'm a die-hard Badgers fan.
0: Together we're just two common folk trying to pursue Jesus.
1: And live out our faith beyond Sunday's sermon. It is December. It's December. Yep, the... uh, Fourth, I had to look. I cannot remember the date whatsoever. So did November
0: even exist?
1: It did, just because I remember Thanksgiving and I remember hunting. October. Well, if you went look at us. our podcasting
0: history, it that's, didn't exist. That's <laughs> true.
1: We took the, we took the month off. I think it was a good call because I think otherwise we would have been just rushing through it.
0: Yeah, uh, It wasn't really a plan though; it just kind of happened. Like every week, we're, we were like, "Are you ready to?" Record on Monday. Uh, let's take one more week off.
1: Yeah. Well I know you had a lot going on at the farm.
0: Yeah. It's it's tough to like the transitioning seasons yes. are it's just a lot of work preparing and um, but I'm feeling semi caught up now, That's actually, good. which is good.
1: That's good. I don't know. Are you sure you wanna say that out loud? That feels like tempting fate. Well, a I know bit. that you never quite
0: get there, but True. like having moments of feeling like it is all I can ask
1: for. (laughs) That's true. Well, as I know you had a lot of farm stuff, I had a lot of family stuff. November is like just a heavy time for my family to get together and a lot of trips and a lot of those kinds of things. So yeah, it's not like it's bad. It's, I mean, a lot
0: of it is good stuff. I mean, Mm -hmm. like the hunting and, and all of that, it just sort of, yeah, it's like a kind of uh, wild, Touch and go schedule through November.
1: Yep. Yep. Well, and I think that's we always try on this podcast to be as relatable and honest as we can of like, hey, we're not people that are like have it all perfectly together. And so I think hopefully those of you who are listening, you probably had a pretty chaotic November and didn't get all the things done that you feel like maybe you should have. So hopefully it's just something where you just feel like I can relate to these guys even a little bit more that. I have months where it's just like I don't get I don't get to all the things I feel like I, I should. Yeah.
0: And I mean there's some some of it's our own choice too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and I sat next to each other at the state championship football yeah. game. Yes. Well that's a pretty cool thing. Hard to say no to. It's yes. like to be able to go down and watch high school kids play the state championship on the Badgers field is yes. a pretty special thing. Yep. You don't know how often you'll have opportunities to do it, so you do it.
1: Yep, I agree. And it is. And those are those choices that you make. I mean, I guess we could have done a podcast from, from Camp Randall.
0: Oh, that would have been a great idea.
1: Well, it would have been really hard to do that. <laughs> it would have had to be like a 10-minute just like check-in. Because I think yeah. for us to try to try to do that on a, like a, a long, full one would have been... Would have been hard.
0: Yeah. I think, you know, it. like sometimes life being full, like loaded to the hilt, mm-hmm. um, can be stressful. Mm-hmm. But it's also sometimes a blessing as well. Um, I shouldn't say sometimes. It is. But it's like there, there just has to be some balance there, obviously. Like you can't just be operating at like capacity or over capacity all the time but there's moments of life where it's like man like all these things this is a lot but all these things are good it's and like I'm blessed to be able to do these things and I'm even thinking like um you know it was it was like the busiest time of year for me and I, I knew it would be it always is and my uncle um who uh has never had children so he's always treated me as a uh one of his own children And has like You know Taken me hiking And camping And stuff over the years mm-hmm. One thing that we've always Connected over Is music Yeah. And he offered He asked me To go with him To a concert Of like this This blues Prodigy mm-hmm. um, Joe Bonamassa mm-hmm. I don't know how many people Know who he is But he was mm-hmm. like One of those guys Who was on like Good Morning America When he was 12 years old Just yeah. shredding Blues guitar and that's crazy and continues. Now he like tours around and my uncle asked me to go with him. And part of me was like, boy, I I don't have time. Like there mm-hmm. is no wiggle room in my calendar. But then I thought about it and I was like, you know how many times when you're approaching 40 years old, does your uncle can, you know, ask yes. you to do something. So you just make it work.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: And so I guess my, my point in all of this is, um, we can get down about being overly busy, but sometimes we choose, sometimes it's our choices yeah. that do that. But then other times it's like, just stop and and take a breath and look at the opportunities that you have and the things that you're, you're able to do. And it's like, man, abundantly blessed.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think it's just, it just goes to even Jesus teaching of just it, like counting the cost and is the cost worth it? Like everything has a price and there's times where it is it's like man i'm this is every part of what i have i have to spend right now for all of these things but i look at them all individually and say it's worth it these are all worth what what it requires from me you know what what part of my life i give up for these things is all worth it and i think if you can do that then like you should you have nothing to be ashamed of at all. I think that's the, I think where a lot of people land and what we've talked about probably at nauseum at this point is the, when you look at your life and you feel overbooked and you can see that there's things that are like, this is not worth what it's taking from me. But I just feel stuck on like actually making the change to get, get it out of my life.
0: Well, and you know, I think that's going to sort of walk us right into what what we're going to talk about today,
1: mm-hmm. yeah,
0: which is being uh, not being influenced by others, but like having the opinions of others carry so much weight yep. in our life and what we do. Yep. And you talked about that quite a bit yesterday. And I think that is to me, as we talk about like, you know, busyness and, and I'm, I'm talking to myself more than anyone here, but, like, busyness is sort of, like, an addiction that our culture has in it. And, like, people aren't very good, including myself sometimes, at choosing how to spend their time. And they... Our culture just ends up overtaxed and Mm -hmm. overbusy and stressed out. And I think where the problem comes in is when... Those things that we choose to busy ourselves with are dictated by what other people think we should be doing or what other people are going to think about us. And so we end up spending a lot of time doing things that we don't really want to do or that we don't really feel have worth in our life other than appeasing other people.
1: Yeah, stuff that we don't believe in. And I would say even how I would probably word it is that busyness is a compulsion like I don't think it's even like an addiction where people are like, I got to get that next hit of busyness. But it's just this compulsion of like, I ha- I can't not do this yeah. because I think it's you know, and the word that I used probably a thousand times yesterday was accountable. Like we are, we feel accountable to everybody in our life, and and you kind of used the word appease, and I think that's a good word too. Is it's it's one thing to be like, I love this person and i want to make them happy because it brings me joy and you're acting out of love of like hey if i do this it'll really mean a lot to this person and i want to do it because i love to see their them smile or whatever it's like that's not appeasing that's not being accountable that's just literally that's freedom as the bible talks about freedom to serve each other Mm -hmm. out of love and that is never going to send you in the wrong place because you're At that point, you are doing that because you're accountable to God. You're more doing it for God than you're doing it for that person. But if we're being honest, most of us, that is not the place that our actions come from. Because it is not exhausting to actually love people. It's actually energizing when you get to do it from that place of, I don't have to, but I get to and I'm excited to. But that's not where most of us operate from. We operate from... We feel this compulsion. We feel like we're accountable. We feel like we must. And that's where you start to operate out of a bitterness, out of a, now you don't want to do this. I don't believe in this. I think this is dumb, but I guess I have to. And that's what's exhausting. When you do stuff that you don't believe in, it's exhausting. It just saps your energy. And so, so many of us though, we feel like we have to. And that's, that's the biggest thing I just tried to combat It's like, that's one of the greatest freedoms as a christian is you no longer have to appease people like that's one of the greatest Mm -hmm. like you can just appease god and yes if you are appeasing god you're not going to be an absolute jerk to people and you're not going to screw them over and you're not going to lie to them and you're going to live a very upright life with integrity but you will absolutely disappoint people and there will absolutely be people that, that don't agree with what you do and think it's dumb and will air their opinions that you should have done this or that or or make, make sure you know that, you know, how you're living life is inconvenient for them and try to make you feel guilty because your life should be as convenient as possible for them. But that's not what we're called to do. But so. For so many of us, that's where our business comes from is we have a thousand bosses and any job where you have a thousand bosses, you're going to be really busy.
0: It it takes time, effort, and intentionality to do what we know or what we feel or what we are, you know, being led to do, like what, what. Is right for us in our own life because it isn't going to make sense to everyone around us and so then you sort of have to deal with the repercussions of that you yes. don't know that, that doesn't mean explaining yourself to everyone right. but it does there are repercussions to like doing what you know is right in your own life yes. when it doesn't look to someone else like what you should be doing and so Because it it requires those three things I just said, which all are like effort, Mm -hmm. most people lean toward just appeasing those around them because that's easier than dealing with people not really understanding why you're not going to do this thing. No, uh, I'm not going to bring my kids to that event. I know it sounds really cool, Mm -hmm. and I would love to, to be honest, but we don't have time. It's going to... or. We, you know, it's going to kill our family. We're yep. overtaxed already. Well, yep. why? Well, just because. I, yep. You know, I can't really explain why, but I just know as the, you know, the leader of my family that we just need to say no to something. Yes. And, you know, it, you could spend all day, all week long, explaining all of those things to people around you. Yep. Um, and... And so, like, sort of facing that is just tough. It's tough. Yes. It isn't easy. And so, I understand why people just get into this people-pleasing mode. Because, yes. honestly, like, oftentimes for a lot of people, like, just accepting the fact that you're constantly going to be tired and stressed out mm-hmm. and full of anxiety is a fair trade-off Um to uh, having to you know deal with the questions of mm-hmm. why
1: absolutely or why not. well and that's the story of like even just animals being domesticated is it's this idea of okay I have to give up my freedom I have to do what the family tells me I need to do whether I that's natural for me or not but at least I get fed. The food I get isn't probably the greatest. I know the dog food I feed my dogs is not, like, the highest end Mm -hmm. stuff. But, like, you have that security to know, like, hey, if I jump through the hoops, if I make everyone happy, if I listen, I will get food. I will survive. It's a survival thing. Because for you to step into that full freedom, again, if you're talking about a dog, it's like, okay, now you don't get that, that meal every day. And now you have to, like get that meal from somewhere else. And it's like, you're gonna be free. You're gonna be what you kind of more were designed to be. And I think it's not the perfect example because dogs now have been so domesticated. I don't think they probably are able to do that, but there's a lot of, when it was first happening, those animals, they had to make that choice of, do I want to be able to, to live out the way I was supposed to be living and it's harder and I don't get those free meals or am I gonna live a life of appeasement? to my master so that I get those meals. And even though it's probably not the greatest nutrition, there's there's a safety in that. And so it, I, I think it, it takes an intense amount of, you said intentionality and I agree, but I would just say courage. Cause what's gonna yeah. happen is for most of us, we have survived off the approval of others. Like that's that's been the dog food of like, it's probably not the greatest nutrition. It's not really perfect. But it fills our bellies and it's like, okay, we can survive on that. And the second that you stop living for the approval of all the again, for a lot of us, it's going to be our our parents or our siblings or our high school friends or whatever. There's a hundred different bosses that we're kind of trying to please their approval has at least kept us going that's at least put something in our bellies and for us to say hey i'm gonna i'm gonna stop living to appease everybody in my life yeah they're no longer gonna give you the approval that they once did and so like that means now you're gonna have to get your approval from god Mm -hmm. and as much as that's like there's a such a beauty and a freedom to that it's not as easy like it's a lot easier to please people than to please God because you can fake it with people you can put on a good show but like with God it's like your heart has to change and mm-hmm. that's a that's a lot harder but man then the nutrition of God's approval is at a different level
0: yeah and it it's you often go back to like the the analogy of like exercise or whatever, but it's like, you know, when you're when you're out of shape and you've been just living an unhealthy lifestyle for a long time, it takes a while to sort of start moving in the other direction. And when you first start working on it, it's super easy to just kind of slip back
1: yep.
0: into the old way, yep. um, because it's just easy yes. and the the current is continuing to flow in that direction. Yep. And it's like you, you have to really work for a while to try to get the current to move in the other direction. And then eventually, I think, once, you, once that happens, then it, it starts to become a little bit easier. But that initial movement in the other direction is hard
1: yes because you get you you get the both the the worst of both worlds at the beginning because let's say if you're talking about exercise at the beginning it's like okay i still don't have muscle yet but i'm i have all the soreness and i don't get to spend my time sitting and watching tv so it's like i get the worst of everything and so you you have to like you have to understand that and know like hey this is like that if if you're gonna push a school bus, it's like getting it moving is gonna be the hardest part. So understanding that and and setting realistic like expectations and looking forward to know like, hey, the the results aren't gonna be immediate. I gotta I gotta have patience for it. That's that's gonna be essential if you if you want to actually see it all the way through. And I think so it's the same with approval. Yeah,
0: I'm just kind of thinking here usually in these conversations i get to a point where i start to think very practical like mm-hmm. what could this look like to to us yep. here or anyone else listening and we could we could come up with a super long list i'm going to just sort of throw some out and you yeah. you can as well but i'm just thinking like the first one that jumps out at me is like this time of year is the prime example this is when families have plenty of opportunities for feelings to be hurt because people are trying to figure out you know when are we going to get together and and you know who's gonna buy gifts are we going to do gifts aren't we going to and it's like there's like the traditions that everyone wants to honor but then sometimes you know traditions can end up working for a certain point of life but Mm -hmm. then as you get older and you get married and and have a family and you have your own life then some of those are harder to keep up and don't necessarily work and and so it's like that's a huge area another one I thought of is like when and we have plenty of people in our church like this like people who start taking ownership of their own faith for the first time and it doesn't look like you know what it might have when they were growing up and it doesn't look to their family the way they think it should look and and that can be difficult as well and so like there's all these opportunities for me a, a big one that we've had 15 years of figuring out is just you know as you become your own family like um you know what what activity, what things do you do? What, mm-hmm. um, is, what is the expectation for family yep. getting together and stuff like that? Or how how busy do we get with extracurricular activities? Like all these things, and I'm kind of jumping all over the place <laughs> here, but it's like everyone ha- everyone around us has opinions on yes. those things. And so it's like it can start to feel like a constant grinder, a constant struggle of like figuring out what is right for you in your own life.
1: That's the biggest thing. And that's the most practical thing that I feel like I, even when I do premarital counseling with people, this is one of the the biggest pieces of advice I give is you have to come up with values for your family. And, and that's where you have to really, if you want to live your life, to, to please God to, for his approval and because you're accountable to him. It's like if you put the time and the energy into creating values for your family and it's based on this is what I feel like God is asking of me. This is the life that God is leading me to to live. And and you're going to have to look at them every couple of years, if not every year, because yes, they will change. There's no perfect set of it. But it's how, how I approach it, and uh, Les and I are, are relooking at ours right now because it's been a few years, is is you kind of figure out what are some three, what are three core, I don't know, precepts, I guess, where you want all of your decisions to align with with these three things. because what what gets overwhelming is when every time there's a decision to be made, every time someone's like, hey, do you want to do this?" or hey, do you want to go on this trip? you have to completely start from scratch and think through. It's exhausting to be mm-hmm. constantly. But when if you take the time to say, here are, here are our values as a family, and these values are, and again, there can be a ton of other stuff. It can be, you know... One of our values is is learning. We love to have new opportunities to learn new things. One of our values is space and margin. And we want there to be some space in everything we do. We don't want any part of our life to be absolutely booked to the brim. And maybe another part is just relationships. Man, we want our life to be about building relationships with each other and other people. So you've got your values. And so now when an opportunity comes your way you just ask, okay, like I have these three values. They kind of make a triangle. Does this fit in that triangle? And if it does, we do it. And if it's outside that triangle, then we don't. And now you don't have to reinvent the wheel every time. And you can actually just tell people like, yeah, here we set up these values as our family and this is kind of what we do. And there even came a point in my life where my friends knew my values to where they were like, hey, we want to invite you to this thing, but we know it doesn't fit in your triangle. So, we didn't even ask cuz it's like you just get consistent with it of mm-hmm. this is how we make our decisions. Either it fits in this or not. If someone gives you an opportunity, it's like, "Oh, this is an opportunity to to learn something new, build relationships with other people, and we can still do it and have some space left over, then it's a yes. We don't even have to think about it. If if it if one of those things does not fit, then we say no, and we don't have to take that pressure of making that decision every time. It's like we make the one big decision on our values and then those kind of make all the decisions after that. So a lot
0: of this sounds very practical. Like mo- most of this conversation up until this point could be applicable to anybody who listened uh even someone who may not be who may not know God or be mm-hmm. seeking Jesus. So like how do we take this a step further now and apply this to to faith, mm-hmm. um, and, and what does this mean, or what does this have to do with our pursuit of Jesus?
1: Well, I think it is the biggest thing, and I, I kind of nailed this quite a bit um, yesterday in the sermon, is that whoever you live to appease, whoever you live to, accountable to, that's who you get all of your resources from. That's who you get all your protection from. And so it's just understanding that not only are you free to just appease God's opinion, but you also benefit so much from it. And and I think a lot of us, if we're like, man, why are we not feeling God's presence in our life why do we not see his blessing or his protection in our life and I'm never one to be like well if if this good thing isn't happening it's because you're a bad Christian but I do think that there is something to be said about if if we are not acting like God is our master we we cannot expect to have his protection to have his covering and all of that and I think to to have it come from a place of even if you're not someone who's overly busy and you're like, man, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Life isn't that busy or whatever. There's still something to be said of like, if, if people are your master, then like they're all of your help and all of your resources and all your protection is going to have to come from them. It's whoever you choose to be your master. That's who you get everything. Well, from.
0: And, and that's, I guess just a sort of, um, I, mean, I don't know, clarify, but like, for some people, their master is downtime yep. or, or you know, we tend to always talk about margin as a, a positive term, which it is mm-hmm. like the, the context of which you and I are using the word margin. It's yes. like something that we have to fight for and defend in our right. life because it's like it means like room to breathe yes. and room to like not squelch. God out of our life or the Holy Spirit out of us and that's a real thing like we could pack our life so full of really good stuff that we all of a sudden go an entire day Mm -hmm. or week or month without ever revering God and that is what we want to protect ourselves from but on the total other end of the spectrum you can have someone who puts that you know free time, downtime, margin, whatever you want to call it, so high on the pedestal that that is what they're worshiping.
1: 100%. And I think so much of me better understanding time and margin has come from me understanding that there's pretty much exact same principles with time and money, with energy and Mm -hmm. money. They're very similar, limited resource, some people are wise with it. Some people aren't. And really, where you're at in life is probably has a lot to do with how wise you have been with those limited resources. Money is the same way, and that's where it's like I, I don't, I don't follow Dave Ramsey fully. I think he has some great ideas, but that's where his his whole thing is like a good marriage. There needs to be a spender and a saver. Because if you're both savers, no, you're never going to experience anything. You'll never have any fun, and it's like awesome. You put. 5 million dollars in the bank and then you died. And it just sat there. It's bank. very
0: clear when you read through the Bible that God made us for experiences. Yes.
1: I just think right now in this country financially the bigger problem is that none of us are saving. I think that's a bigger problem than we're saving too much money and I think for time it's the same way. I do think there are some people that it's like, look, you got enough time. You got to go have some experiences. And but that, the majority, that, it's the other way. That
0: could it. open a whole that like that could be a whole other conversation that I don't want to like take this in the direction of that. But I do think like we can go a little bit in that direction because it, it has to do Ooh. with this. But like you know, just going to like the the whole principle of saving. Yes. Well, like obviously that that is a huge deal. It's wise. It like we need to leave enough margin in our budget that we can have something in case something comes up like that's wisdom right there but you can also worship that so much and and it's like you know and i'll just use my own life as an example like what am i gonna do like i i have five kids and Mm -hmm. like all these expenses and like i would love not to not to like go off on a on a soapbox right now, but I'd love Dave Ramsey to come sit here right now with me right now and tell me, like, you know, what am I supposed to do with my five kids? Like, just tell them to sit in a corner and and not have anything and not do anything. And it's like, I I don't know, God, it's very clear that God created us to have relationships with people and to have experiences in life. And like, we live in a world right now where all that stuff Right. comes at some sort of cost and, right. and there's sacrifices and it's trade-offs and all of that. And like, so I guess, you know, um, I guess what I'm trying to say is we just have to be smart about it and right. be careful with putting all of our stock in one what one person
1: says. 100%. And I think even like, I think the core of like, let's say even... F- for, for me in our personal budget, like so much of every paycheck goes to, to savings and some of it is like a, hey, we don't touch this. This is for something happens. But a lot of it is like, I want us to spend this money, but I want us to be able to be intentional about it. And that's where it's like, intentionality is the whole heart of it. And it's the same with your time is it's having margin is not so that you don't have experiences, it's so that you can actually be intentional with your experiences. So like if I put $50 in savings every week, it's like if I just let myself spend a random extra $50 a week, what are the chances that what I purchase are going to be like? Actually right. useful, yeah. And it's gonna be little trinkets that I throw away or forget that's there or gets put in. Like, but if I do that for a few months, and I've got you know four hundred dollars, and I can be like, what is it that will like truly be a great purchase for our family? Now that means it's the same amount of money spent, but because you're actually spending it out of margin, you can be way more intentional. So again, it's not about you got to sit around and do nothing like no it's like you have to be intentional about it but if you are living life to make everybody happy you will never have anything left you'll you just won't and
0: and so that applies whether you're talking about money time um you know all these sort of intangible things like peace yep um the ability to love our own family Yes. Uh, or the people in relationships around us, like all of a sudden, all those things sort of diminish. Yes. And, you know, if we're just spending all of our time answering to everyone else, there's nothing left in the tank for yeah. ourselves or for the people around us who right. we most owe that to.
1: Yes. Well, and I'll say this might sound a little nasty, but I guess. Maybe that's what needs just needs to be said is like, I just think we all have to understand that like other people aren't that smart. Like they don't know what you need. And like, yeah. as much as people will come across as like, Hey, if you just live life the way that I think you should live it, or if you just do what I think you should do, like, then you're going to be happy. It's like, probably not. <laughs> like no, that's just probably we, not. And
0: and when we start believing that, like we may know that that's irrational. Mm-hmm. But when we become stressed to the max and just sort of desperate, yeah, then you start listening to anything. I hit that.
1: All right. I think we are recording again.
0: That's what happens when when we do real life. Hey, Sometimes that's okay. Sometimes the neighbor pops in.
1: Hey, that's okay. We should have just made him be a part of this conversation. Well, then it would have turned into a
0: three-hour-long podcast.
1: That's so. true. We, that's, that's probably wise. Um, but So what were we talking about? It's funny. It was like a 10-second break, and I'm already like, what on earth are we? Oh, the the decision-making. Yeah, And I think that for a lot of us, that's that's kind of the heart of it. And I, I said it on Sunday. It's, it's really easy with people-pleasing to like – you know, make yourself feel really good about it. Like, look at how like selfless I am. I I live my life to make others happy. And the heart of it is not noble. The heart of it is fear-based, is lazy. And I say that as a people pleaser. This is like, this is my problem, is that when I really look deeply at it with honest eyes, it is not noble. It's it's based on fear and it's based on laziness of if I just do what everyone else thinks, then I don't have to be accountable for the decisions because I didn't make them. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, but this is your life. Like you're going to be accountable one way or another. You can't blame somebody else. You chose what to do. And so you should probably make decisions based on what you actually believe instead of other people because one way or another when this life is over and you're standing before christ like you're not going to be able to be like well that was what someone else wanted and it's like yeah but you made the decision to do that still you are still accountable for it so you should probably just do what you believe in
0: so putting on my practical hat again like what does god or what does the word say about this like where where does this come from
1: you mean or, like, or
0: why does God care about this? Why does God care about us being people pleasers or you know doing things for other people or you know, letting our life be dictated by what other people think?
1: Yeah, I think it's it's basically just stewardship. It's like, you know, I gave a message on giving not that long ago and Mm -hmm. just the the whole idea that like everything we have is from God and he cares what we do with it. We look at the parable of the talents of the bags of gold and it's like when God gives you something, he cares how you steward it. Just like anybody would. If If you put someone in charge of something you own, if they steward it well or if they completely waste it, Matters to you, and it's going to matter how much more you entrust them with. And even more than money, our time and our energy are very finite. Where you can always make more money, you cannot make more time. And in the same way, where if God entrusted us with a bunch of money and we spent it on dumb little trinkets that will never amount to anything that are just going to get thrown away, He'd be like, I'm not, that's not a good steward of what I've given you. It's the same thing with our time and energy. So, like,
0: in my life, I, I tend to view things as in categories or different buckets.
1: Yeah.
0: And so, like, my home and my farm is one of them. Mm-hmm. My kids are another. My marriage is another. My faith is another. My job is another. So there's all these different categories. And I have I only have so much capacity. I'm only mm-hmm. one person. And so I have to figure out how much energy or time, or love, or, you know, all Mm -hmm. these intangible resources, I'm going to put in each one of those buckets, but, and I could choose to put all of it in one. Right. And over, if I look at, you know, over a certain span of time, there'll be certain times where I put more in one than the other, and there's Mm -hmm. times where one of them lacks because I put more in the other, and that can be sort of an unsettling thing yeah. for someone who is trying to seek the Lord and please the Lord mm-hmm. and, and be honorable and upright, and I would say that that's what my goal is, but there's a percentage of time, and I can't really cite a number, but that I sort of feel down on myself because I'm failing in one of those categories or buckets failing i say with quotes um because well i guess what what i was leading to with that is a question like does god view it that way does he is he keeping score and is he like man your farm is in great shape right now you've really been stewarding that well but you've been yelling at your kids Right. right or or you know you haven't You've been taking care of your farm, but you haven't been very, being very healthy lately. Like, you haven't been stewarding your body like you have your land.
1: Right. Right. That's a great question. I think that's where, again, the beauty of just even for me to point people to being accountable to God is that they don't have to be accountable to me, you know, that's even I'm, I'm always very careful to be like, I don't want you to walk away and says, well, say, well, pastor wants me to do this. It's like, no, I want you to take what I said and then seek the Lord and be able to say, okay, this is what God has asked me to do. And I think for all of it, us, that's a little bit different. I think God's made us all different where certain people are good at like I'm going to tackle this one thing i'm going to kill it and then i'm going to move on to another thing where maybe it is that god can use you where it's like hey there's just a a rotating season of what gets the most attention um and then you're you're just going to need his help on what that looks like what that balance looks like i think there's other people where it is going to be about finding a rhythm to life where everything gets consistent watering and it's just like okay this is the rhythm that works. I think that's the whole point of being able to look in the mirror and say, God, what do you, what do you want? What are you asking? What do you want this life to look like for me? I just had this thought
0: and, and I think I even mentioned it when I was talking about the buckets
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I said, one of them is like our personal faith. Yeah. I think that is where we go wrong when we look at God as one of those yep. buckets, yep. because now He's in tension right. with all these other things. Right. And I think that is a major mistake that we can easily make. Right. God is not one of those buckets. Right. God is overarching. Right. All of those, God is like a, a huge vat mm-hmm. <laughs> that all these smaller buckets fit inside of. Right. Yep. and But when we start to view Him as just the same you know, capacity bucket is all these other things. Now there's going to be times where he, we're not even paying attention to that one. And so I think that happens when we make the mistake of viewing him as just sort of this separate thing. When in reality he needs to be overarching all of this.
1: Yes. He needs
0: to be part of all of it.
1: Yes. One, I think, you know, and this is, I was, I was thinking back, I was thinking about saying this, but you kind of confirmed it. I think that's one of the big ones is that faith is the overarching thing. But I also think where we get wrong is we, we try to separate just everything where I feel like, you know, even just in my own life, that where I've been really trying to figure out is where where can I move these buckets close together to where if I have a watering can, if I pour it water's going into multiple ones so it's like your farm and your kids is there ways where energy you put in goes to both at the same time Mm -hmm. you know your your personal devotion and your spouse is there a way where like that can be something that's done together because i don't i don't think our life is in a vacuum where we have these separate buckets it's like the venn diagram where all the circles are intersecting and it's like can you find a place to put energy where it it flows into multiple areas. And I think that's going to help you to figure out what needs to go cuz if you have, you know, these these areas of your life that you want or you're putting energy into and like a bunch of them intersect and it's like, hey, there's like 5 or 6 that all like intersect and it's like If you put energy here, it, it goes into all of them, but then you have one that's just like way off on its own and it's not even close to anything else. And to go put energy into that is like, I got to completely leave all of this. That might be an indication that that's one of those things that needs to go, or you need to find a way to get that closer, to incorporate that into everything else. And I, I think that, like I said, for me, that's been what I've been figuring out of even just, you know. How is there ways where instead of being like, well, I need to go off and do this and this needs its own time and space to be like, how can this actually be like a a true like, hey, we're all it's all interconnected and what I put into one flows into the rest. And I think that's where you have being just intentional on how you set up your life is is important. And
0: this has been a good conversation because I didn't really plan on. Any of I didn't even think about any of this until it just sort of came about naturally as we have had this conversation. But I think you know a good way to work toward wrapping this up is like everyone, everyone listening uh, has been seeking God for various amounts of time, yep. and so like the next order of business. For all of us, if we're going to leave here with a task, mm-hmm. um, it's going to look a little bit different to, for every single person. So someone who's, like, not as far down the, the road, mm-hmm. like, I would say that the, the task for them is to sort of envision that Venn diagram in their life and figure out where, how to to create a place where as many of those things intersect as possible and identify whatever ones need to be plucked out mm-hmm. and eliminated. Yep. And and so that would be for someone who isn't real far down the road, but then, and I would say maybe you and I would be in the category of, okay, we've been doing this for a while now, and but it's super easy to get back into that rut of viewing life as separate buckets and yeah. and now we're starting to sort of um, lack in, in certain areas or or not give proper attention to certain areas. So we just have to like refocus on that center. Yes. Re, you know, recenter everything yes. in that center of the Venn diagram where where things intersect. And that may mean there's things that crept into our life as well that need to be eliminated or yes. brought back in line. Absolutely. And so I think that's a really good exercise. And mm-hmm. and I think we go through times in life. I know I have personally. I always call it, it's like house cleaning. You You mm-hmm. sort of go through a list of all the things that are demanding your time and energy. And I've literally done it multiple times where I'm super stressed out and my wife is stressed out and I know we're at a point that we have to do something. Yeah. And so I'll write down a list. These are all the things that are that are requiring my time and energy. Yeah. What of these should go? Yeah. What of them aren't really fulfilling anything good in our life but just taking our time and energy. Yeah. And and use it's like keep or toss. Yeah. You go through that list Do we keep it or do we toss it? Yes.
1: Well, and I think that's where doing those Venn diagrams might be a good way to see where are our outliers, where it's like this clearly like, and then that might be a good way to figure out where your values are. Because if you see, there's just this cluster of circles of buckets that are in this like one place. Yeah. And then you've got all of these random outliers all over the place. It's like wherever that cluster is, that's probably your your real value system and figuring that out. And then figuring out, okay, all these other things, is there a way to bring those into your value where it's like, okay, these match and and the energy I put in is going to disperse. But most likely if they're way off on their own, those are the things that it's like, hey, this doesn't fit. This doesn't. It's like yeah. you've you got to find that cluster of clearly this matters to us and clearly this is our core and either these things have to find a way to fit into that or, or we have to let them go. And I think that that might be a really great place to start. And that's something where, whether you're a new believer or, you know, even for me, I'm like planning, trying to figure out when I can do this. Cause I think that these are incredibly important exercises for Christians for sure.
0: to do. Well, and I guess we're coming up on the time of the year where it's, it, it it's, uh, people generally sort of reflect on their life habits and, yep. and all these types of things. So it could be a good time to do it as sort of a goal setting type of activity
1: Absolutely. As well. No, I think that's good. And I think that's a good place to kind of end it. I feel like, like, like you said, we didn't really plan to go that direction, but I feel like that, that definitely is what God, God had for us today. Yeah. Well, Lord, we just
0: thank you that you are not a, a boring God. Clear, it's very clear in Scripture that you want us to experience life and experience your creation and uh, relationships with people and and all these things. and And we know that every good and perfect thing comes from above, and and we are surrounded um, by good things. But we also know, all of us, just by experience, that. Things can easily get off track, and we can get stuck in a rut. And a lot of times, that can happen um, with, you know, it can start out with good intentions, and often we end up in a place of um, having our life being dictated by outside influences that don't really have our best, our best uh, interest in mind. And and so we just ask for your guidance and and for those listening i just pray that people have the opportunity including eric and i that we'll have the opportunity to sort of look at what we're spending our time and energy on and evaluate it and and do some house cleaning and and decide what to keep and what to toss and and to really just get things back in order um so we can seek you and hear from you and and Really just live a life that's honorable to you and that um, brings you joy. In your name we pray. Amen.
1: Amen.